Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's up? Welcome to All The Small Games, a podcast in which two big boys play all the small games. <laughs> Do you like that? Sure, why not? You can say no, it's fine. It's, it's, like, it's the second episode, you're allowed to hate things in the second episode. No, I can, I'll go, big boy, I'll, I'll accept that. Okay, great, That's excellent. Um, my name is Andrew Levins. I'm Jonathan Valenzuela. And uh, we're the host of this fine podcast. It's our second episode. Um, we are less tired than we, rec- than we recorded the last episode. I think we're, we're what? Six hours earlier than we recorded the last episode. Yeah. Last time it was uh, the day before my birthday, and uh, we, I was we were barbecuing some some pork out in my balcony. Yeah, and uh, whispering inside. So <laughs> yeah. this is us talking at our regular talking volume. Um, so uh, yeah, on today's show, we're going to be talking about a whole grip of games. Yeah. that we've been playing in the last six weeks or so since the last episode. Um, but before we get into it. Guys, I just want to let you know that we have, have attempted a social media presence um, and we are not really, you know, bothering to put the uh, attention to getting followers. Uh, that, yeah, that we could. We don't want to put any money behind that Facebook page, you no. know what I mean? But if you uh, listen to the show and enjoy the show, uh, it would be really cool of you to go to facebook.com slash all the small games yep. or twitter.com slash all the small game. No S. No S. We ran out of characters. One character too long. Um, so yeah, um, go, go and hit that follow button, that like button for us. That'll be really cool. You, um, and help get the word out. Also, if you enjoy the show, you listen on iTunes, um, or your, 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 your iPhone, hit up, hit up the Apple store or the podcast store and yeah. leave a, don't even need to like say anything. Although I would appreciate it if you did, because sure. it is fun sure, that'd be great. reading nice reviews. But if you hit that five star rating, that means more people see the podcast and uh, it makes us happy. Means you get more happy podcasts, less angry podcasts. Unless the idea of us doing an angry podcast about indie games uh, is appealing to you for some weird reason. These games are so small. But all that information will be down down below uh, in the episode description for this. But again, it's facebook.com slash all the small games or twitter.com slash all the small game. Nice. Now, now, what you've just said for the last minute is not games. Let's get into games. We've got a lot of games to talk about. Yes. All the small games is about indie games, uh, specifically games that are smaller than your AAA titles. Yeah. Um, and we really have to really put some fine, like, you know, fine details on, on because this month I feel like we've, we've hit a game. I don't know. We can get into this later, but the main game we're talking about is a game that was uh, released as an Xbox, ex- Xbox exclusive in uh, March this year. Oh, really? It was Xbox exclusive? Yeah, oh, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, dude, I would have played it without you. If- <laughs> oh, right, sure. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, um, it was called A Way Out. Yes. 
developed by Hazelight Studios and published by EA. Um, the the sort of main connection or the main reason you might know about it is the the writer and director of the game, Joseph Farris, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the game Brother, A Tale of Two Sons. Yep. Um, Brothers. Which, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which was a, an interesting kind of experiment and gaming experiment where you controlled two characters with the one control. And so use that sort of mechanic for all kinds of puzzles and stuff. And I think there was some minor combat in there, but it was mainly based on doing puzzles. Um, so yeah, he switched studios uh, and has has brought this game out. And we we literally have just finished it. We've just wrapped it up. And we'll be letting you know what we thought of that game later on in the episode. Before we get through that, we've got a whole ton of even smaller games than that. Mm. Absolutely indie games, absolutely small games um, on uh, on various uh, consoles and computers that we've been playing them on. Um, so I thought a cool way to begin each show would be like to follow up on some of the games that we started last month and yep. let, let us let you know you know, how, have we finished them? Yeah. And uh, I can tell everyone that, yes, I have finished Minute, which was the Devolver digital uh, published game that we talked about last month. Uh, the two of us played, uh, I would say, the first five-sixths of the game. <laughs> and then you left my house and um, I, had, I had a birthday party mm. and uh, hung over. I finished the last 20 minutes or whatever it was of, of that game. But Minute, yeah, like the kind of gimmick was that you... Uh, it's a very, very simple to look at game. Um, quite influenced, I guess, by like a, an early like Zelda-ish event, adventure game. I'd almost say like early handhelds. Like yeah, the for really sure. early like tap and tap and play or what was it? Is it tap and game play? and watch? Game and watch. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it looks like a game and watch game or, yeah. or you know early Game Boy game. Um, but the gimmick is that you have sixty seconds to live. You die every sixty seconds, mm. um, and you have to kind of make your way around this a, a map and kind of it's. A little bit about discovery, and then it's about trial and error as you try and get to certain er- certain places through certain obstacles in the small amount of time and progress from there. And there are different kind of safe houses that you can keep your load from, and they all interconnect. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it, lots of really fun discoveries, um, and uh, uh, they even managed to incorporate a boss battle at the end. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, which was uh, which was really fun. Um, I would highly recommend this game. Minute, um, one of the more unique and fun games. And um, once you um, finish the main campaign, you unlock a mode in which you have to do everything with only forty seconds to live. And it'd be great if they kept do well. I guess there would be a limit on how far you could go <laughs> with like that. One second, and you die every one second. Oh, oh dead, dead, dead. Um, yeah, but I, I highly recommend Minute um, I... as, a, as, a, as a game. It was it was so much fun playing with you. Um, oh yeah. Um, it was if you listen to the last episode, John and I played it. Um, every time one person died, we passed the controller. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's perfect for like it's perfect couch co-op for that because there's no there's no lengthy sessions where one person's getting you know getting really good and staying on the controller. Every minute you get to play, um, and it's also just great because having someone on the couch with you means you're discussing like. Oh, how do we get past this puzzle? Oh, wait, I remember there was something three screens ago that might relate to this puzzle. Yeah. Like, it's really, li- it's it's great to play together for that reason. I would say, like, like you know, uh, even though I like a very diverse amount of games, exploration is pretty much my favorite. Like, discovery through exploration well, yeah. exploration is, like, my favorite aspect of most games. And this this does it really, really well in a, in a genre of game that you wouldn't normally associate it with. Yeah. Or certainly a graphical look that you yeah. wouldn't associate discovery with. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Definitely play Minute if you get the chance. Minute, spelled M-I-N-I-T. Yes. Go check like, it out. It's like Mr. Minute? Yeah. 
Is that a wait, 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 Mr. Minute? They're the, the people that cut keys. keys. And Why fix are they shoes? called Mr. Minute? Because they only take a minute. I guess. Or they just die. Every yeah. <laughs> they have a minute to fix your keys, or they die. The 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 employee induction to that company is real nerve wracking. <laughs> um. So, uh, John, you also finished a game that we started discussing last month. Yes. Um. I've I've put two notches on my belt. The first one I'll talk about is Celeste. Now you were a big fan of Celeste. I think you'd finished it last episode, and I was I was yeah, kind of catching up. It came out in January. Um, yeah. I played it on uh, Nintendo Switch, and it did not leave. Like I, I played, I put in a few hours every. I think I finished it in a matter of, in like a weekend. Yeah, I that's... was addicted to the, to the game, to the, the gameplay mechanic, to beating the little challenges that it threw at you, and also the story. I thought I thought one of the most remarkable uh, storytelling. Uh, devices in a uh, not devices but like a, a, the, it, it told a story unlike any other game of that kind of genre ever has before yeah um, are we uh, do we want to talk deeper on the story because I found it really interesting that the story the story almost reflected my experience with the game because a lot of the story is about essentially believing in yourself and yeah. not giving into your own doubts and this game is so friggin hard that the sort of the the meta of like oh yeah I've got to believe in myself to get through this really kind of hit home during it, but um I don't think I got anywhere near as as deep into the game as you did. I didn't pick up every strawberry or like look for all the collectibles. I was kind of like I just want to. I'm not great at platformers, and especially one like Celeste, which has all these sort of mechanics that are based on you know you can you can air dash. In, in Celeste and there are pickups that you can get that kind of like you do double air dashes double air dashes or you can ride bubbles across the screen or there's a feather you can pick up where you sort of turn into like a an almost fireball that you steer around the screen and I'm playing on my laptop with a janky Logitech controller and the number of lives I lost due to the fact that I swear I was pushing the control stick diagonal up to the right but I either dashed right or up uh it got real frustrating after a while but and it, just an incredible game like amazing platforming really like really tight sort of you know there's not there's no feeling of lag or drift in it you you, you move one way and you know you're moving that way um art wise you know simple kind of 8-bit 16-bit style but still just screens full of color and beautifully rendered um, the writing for the game is really great. It's it's superb. Like I don't, I don't think I've read better. Like and I love that it was you read it. It was like you know the, the kind of uh, you know banjo kazooie voice like blah, 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 yeah. blah, gibberish when they're talking. But but you get to read their text. And I, I I love that they didn't get voice actors because I would have ignored it. Yeah, and there's even even like the text itself. They they do some really great things with the text where they emphasize by having the letters kind of move up and down in a wave or shake and mm-hmm. stuff like that to to. They actually utilize uh, the, the the HD rumble and the Joy Cons if you play ah, on Switch during ah, the text. Right. It was great. Yeah, yeah. My computer just overheated. That's <laughs> perfect. Its, that's its version of a rumble. Um, so yeah, Celeste. I finished, and it was really, really great to get to the like to finally attain because the whole game's about climbing a mountain. You finally attain the summit, and, and it's my- about you know you fail on the way up, and you just get back up, and you keep trying again, and that yeah. you know definitely is what is encouraging the player to do. You die repeatedly, repeatedly, but you learn from dying. Yeah. Um, to get past the opt- obstacles. My God, it was great to reach the summit. Yeah. Uh, the other game I finished is the Little Nightmares DLC. Um, Little Nightmares is... The base game is fantastic, and I 
Oh, I definitely recommend playing the base game, and I believe it's coming to Switch. It's out when when this comes. This will be out today when I put this episode up. Right. Okay. Switch. If you have a Switch, buy it. It it is the base game is great. And if you're an idiot, also buy the Pac Man amiibo because you can make the character look like Pac Man. Yeah, which is very important to the game. It's not important to the game <laughs> at all. Um, so the base game is great. The DLC I felt was slightly lacking. Tell me about this game. Is it's like it's a it's a horror game that's similar it, to Inside. It's right? very it wears like its influence from Inside is very very obvious, which is not to it's not to say it's derivative. I feel it tells a the the base the, the base game at least tells a really good story of its own right, and unlike Inside, it's sort of two point five D rather than a straight up like. Inside is a 2D platformer with sort of depth in the backgrounds, whereas with this you can actually walk into the background, you can walk into the foreground sort of thing. Um, and the whole, the, the base game, the narrative is about this little girl who sort of wakes up in the bowels of this ship and has to navigate her way through the ship to escape. And as you as you sort of navigate your way through, you get more of an idea of what is happening on this ship and it's it's pretty darn disturbing. I mean, no spoilers, but the the further you get in and start meeting some of the people that that live and work on this ship, more kind of you know unsettling it becomes. So there's more of a story to this game than you would find it inside, or mm, you kind of make up. It's the- perhaps not as subtle as an inside, but there's again, there's no dialogue in this game. Okay, right, it's sure. all based on like That's what you more or see less what I was asking, and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and the ending is just incredible, like even even better than Inside because that Inside ending is like probably the greatest video game yeah. ending I've ever. No, played. no, no. It's it is it is nowhere. Certainly, the last half it, hour anyway. It doesn't. I don't think it ascends to the height of Inside, but for the journey you take, I think it it is the payoff is incredible on the base game. It's it's really kind of cathartic and powerful when it happens, and a. Similar to Inside, the almost last half hour of gameplay is some of the best gameplay in that game. Like, just the setting that you're in and the obstacles you're navigating and the really tense moments that it puts in are superb. What's the length of the main game? Oh, you could probably... I mean, if if you give it a good hard whack, you could probably knock it over in about between six to eight hours, I'd say. Awesome. Like, if, if you're good at this kind of platforming. There are issues with the game, like the 2.5D makes it difficult to jump up and grab certain obstacles at time or to work out, like, how far you need to jump in a certain direction to nail it, to, you know, to kind of nail a platform sort of thing. But you you kind of, you get over that or you, you learn to kind of deal with it. So that's, that's the base game. I finished that ages ago. The DLC, it came out in three chapters. I played the first chapter, I think, is great. The second chapter... And it sells the same character? Like yes. It's not. It sort of... It does a Rashomon-esque thing where... Um, there's a word that says I'm yeah. smart. Um, it sort of tells... <laughs> Is it? It's, yeah. It tells a different story that interconnects with the story of the base game. And... The sort of the way it introduces that in the first chapter of the DLC is is great. It's really interesting, and then it kind of starts to lose its steam on the the last two chapters, and so where the base game and the first chapter of the DLC is very, I don't want to say linear, but it's point A to point B sort of exploration. You're moving your way through a space. In this the the kind of the next two chapters of the DLC, it's very much 
you start in an area and you explore out and around the area, but you're always constantly coming back to that area to achieve something to move you on to the next thing. And that just felt like it felt slightly disappointing because you're not seeing as much of the this so this exploration ship. and discovery. Yeah, there's like less it, of that. Yeah, it's not it's not doing as much of that, and the payoff at the very end of all the DLC is. Interesting in the wider context of the story, but it lacks that sort of amazing punch in the chest that the base game finish does. Um, so, like, if if you've if you've played the base game and you really enjoyed it, pick up the DLC. It's definitely worth a play. Um, if you're buying it on Switch, you're probably going to get it anyway, so you might as well play it. But um, it's um, it's it's not as high quality as the base game. But but de- play that play that motherfucking base game. Oh my god, yeah. play the base game. The base game is incredible. Right. I think it made my game of the year list last year. Pretty sure it was like We'll never know the podcast didn't exist then. Yeah, indeed. And and and, and we didn't it's, either. It's year zero, month two. <laughs> um so that is uh kind of a little update on uh, the indie games we've been playing the last month. The majority of my game playing over the last month has been taken up by uh decidedly not indie game. Yeah. We can definitely put the rule out there. Uh, God of War and Donkey Kong Country. Um, tropical freeze are not um, are not indie games, but I've been playing the hell out of those. Yeah, and enjoying I'll, them greatly. I'll be saying the same thing on our next podcast, but mine is Far Cry Five. Um, and uh, you can hear my thoughts on those games on another podcast I host called Hey Fam. If you don't already listen, you can hear my thoughts on Far Cry Five by I don't know tel- telekinesis. Perfect. Yeah, you've, you've got that. Yeah, you use brochure r- 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 telepathy. <laughs> telepathy. Telekinesis and- is not. <laughs> Anyone that describes something as, what did you say, Rashomon-esque? Oh, Rashomon-esque. Yeah, that, that, that's telepathy. I did an arts degree. <laughs> um, I did a third of one, quarter of one. Congratulations. No, a si- that's- I did a sixth, a sixth of, a, of, a, of an arts degree. That is clear proof that you're way smarter than I am. <laughs> um, so now we go on to uh, the games that we started and finished. Right. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, or just the games that we've been playing in the last month. I don't yeah. know, whatever. What, what's impressed us in the last month? Um, and... Uh, You've, we've both been playing. We've both, I feel like we've both played a very new game, um, and then we've kind of gone back into it and, and played an older game in the last month. So yep. let's start with the new games. You played a game called West of Loathing. I did. Um, Tell me not, about it. It's John. not necessarily the newest game. It came out uh, August last year for Linux, Mac, and Windows, but it is coming to Nintendo Switch very soon. Yep. Um, do, do you know dates? Uh, it, was, it was in the last Nindies title. I don't think it has an, a release date. It's got, yet, it's got spring 2018 here, but that's probably... Yeah, so that shit, could be it? soon or yeah. who knows. Um, so West of Loathing is it's a role-playing game. Um, it is based on or kind of springs from this online RPG called Kingdom of Loathing, uh, which is has been around for a decade now. And it's just... If you haven't played Kingdom of Loathing and you work at an office job where they don't, your bosses don't walk behind you and look at your screens very often, mm-hmm. then definitely Google Kingdom of Loathing uh, and jump into that game. It is, it's just incredible to see this sort of giant online game that they've built. Um, it's all text and stick figures for the the kind of like, there's there's no voice acting or anything like that. It's all done, you know, you'll you'll click a button and it'll generate a thing of text for you to read and have a stick figure to go along with it. But um so that's this kind of fantasy RPG. So West of Loathing is the the developer which is Asymmetric Publications. It's the first standalone game that they've released. 
Um, and it's this time it's because it's West of Loathing. It's a Western. It's cowboy themed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cowboy stick figures. It's cowboy stick figures. RPG. Yeah. And the whole the whole point of the game is your character. You are leaving your parents' farm with the idea of making it to Frisco, going all the way west to Frisco, mm-hmm. and essentially starting a new life. Um, and you can do that's the the thing I discovered is you can do that. You can kind of you go out into the world. You do quests. You there's combat. There's all that kind of stuff. Um, and you sort of along the way you're helping this train kind of build its way to Frisco, and I sort of I, I finally got the train to Frisco. It's like cool. You finished the game. Go to the go to the movie theater in Frisco to get your final cutscene. There are no cutscenes in the game. It just means it tells you sort of how you did. But even like within that, as you explore, there are these really like big detailed quests that spring off from that your main so to speak quest. That you can finish the game if you haven't finished them. But the more you finish within it, the kind of more detailed and better your ending becomes. Right. Um, the main thing that I loved about this game is it's just funny. It's really, really funny. Um, and it is, admittedly, look, it is very much within my sense of humor, the sort of realm of that. But, um, it, it mixes all sorts of, all like a bunch of stuff together, uh, in terms of senses of humor. There's puns, there's just absurdist jokes, there's that kind of stuff. I think one of my favorite ways to illustrate it is, within the first kind of like you start the game in your bedroom and you can walk up to a bookshelf and grab a book called stupid walkin and you read the book and it unlocks stupid walkin mode which can be switched on and off in the menu but stupid walkin basically without it on you have a normal walking animation you turn on stupid walkin and your 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 walking animation changes every couple of seconds so you might be like moonwalking your way across the scene and next thing you're doing the worm and then you're like hopping on one foot or you're cartwheeling so you had that on at all times right oh i i thought like okay 15 minutes of this i'm gonna be sick of it <laughs> but even after like four to five hours of playing i'd still kind of be walking around the scene and be like <laughs> that's just dumb that's so funny but um yeah, it does not take itself seriously. Like the kind of the wider story of the game is um, there was some catastrophic event in the past called the cows came home. And so there are demonic cows scattered all around the landscape and they've like destroyed all the cattle farms in the, in, you know, in the West of Loathing. So you kind of got to investigate like, okay, why, why did that happen? There's like, there's a necromancer who's bringing skeletons back to life you got to find out what that's all about you got to like build up all these townships um there's some weird sort of like ancient technologically advanced civilization that has since disappeared from the land but you kind of explore their ruins and work out like what's happening with them like it's there's just so much stuff to do in this game um i was holding out for it on ios because it's perfect for ios and it would have meant that i could play it like in the 10 minutes that I catch the bus to work and, you know, the random moments snatched throughout the day. But I got sick of waiting and picked it up on on my my laptop and just dive in. If, you, if you're like me and you're waiting for the iOS, just buy it now and play it because it's great. It's really that good. I'm waiting yeah. for the Switch version. I'm really excited for you to play it on Switch. It looks great. Um, yeah. And is there a, like a classic kind of RPG level, leveling up system? or Yes. Awesome. Uh, and interestingly enough, you can either you can set it to auto level up for you, which is where it will it will choose you earn experience points and spend them on uh, upgrades. Mm-hmm. Like 
there's there's like there's three main stats: muscle, mysticality, and moxie. <laughs> um, and then there's like three kind of substats, which are grit, gu- grit, gumption, and glamour. This sounds like the most you game. Ever. It is it totally. It, you'll play it and just be like, "Yeah, this is this is exactly John." But um, like all all the stuff in it is like the three kind of character, the three characters you can play. Like the warrior is a cow puncher. The um the wizard sort of you know character is a bean slinger, and then the um I can't even remember what the like thief star character is called, but um. It's like sweet talker or something like that, but it's all it's all hilariously western themed. But yeah, I'm really I'm super stoked for you to play it. It's not it's not a uh, it's not heavy on gameplay. Like right. it's not so leveling up system because my favorite thing about RPGs is uh, like being able to grind and then come back. Oh and yeah, be super powerful when you take on. Oh yeah, there's there's there can be there's ton there's heaps of locations in the world where it's just you can call forth a group of enemies to destroy right, and, right. and pick up XP from them. Awesome. But, um, yeah, so you can either have it auto-level up or you can choose to level up how you want to level up so you can, like, you know, pump a heap of stuff into your main stat. Um, there are various levels of skills that you can get. So, like, uh, uh, you can get really good at cheating at poker or cracking safes or foraging, like food and food and other items from this various cactus cacti scattered around the land that look like you know there's pepperoni cactus that you can pull a pizza out of or coffee cup cactuses that you get a thermos <laughs> of coffee like super weird like that but yeah so there's lots of like lots of ways to tune your character how you want it to be tuned um but yeah do not do not go in expecting like sweet combat it's literally like you choose an option you know, shoot at someone or oh, use, use your melee. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. turn-based. Um, That's still, but even, still fun. Yeah. Awesome. So that is uh, West of Loathing. Um, I'll definitely be picking that one up when it comes out on Switch. In the, just one thing. In the highly unlikely chance that he's listening, um, when I went to PAX last year, I actually managed to meet the main dude behind Kingdom of Loathing and West of Loathing, who is this guy called... His, his real f- name is Zach. Um, I don't know if I can find the last name here, but um, otherwise known as Jick on the message boards, and he was a really, really, really nice dude. Um, so if if in the in the crazy chance that he's listening, thank you for tolerating a drunk Australian ranting at you about how great you are, Jick. That was awesome. <laughs> you got a photo with like the the main character of this game? Right? No, 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 no. He's just he's some like just random character that is a cactus and a human at the same time. Okay, right, sure. But yeah, if you if you go to our Facebook page, the one bit of content we've posted that isn't advertising an episode is me at PAX posing with a cardboard cutout of a character from the game. I'll try and find some indie game characters to take photos with to put up there. Yeah. That is a fun challenge, actually. Yeah, that is actually. That's, <laughs> a, that's an interesting one. Um, so uh, every year for our birthdays, John and I have uh, a tradition. It's a proud tradition that mm-hmm. we've held, withheld for... Hold up for, I don't know, three years three now? Three years now, yeah. Um, and uh, we gift each other an indie game on each other's uh, Steam account. Um, although this year, um, after so many years of me not playing the games <laughs> that John buys me on Steam. Oh, to be fair, I got pretty far into Superhot. But I yeah. just I hate playing games on my laptop um, because I'm on my laptop for every other reason sure, sure. related to work. Um, but uh, so John bought me a, a Switch game this year. I, and it was, it's been both of our birthdays since our yeah. first episode. Yeah. Uh, John bought me a game called Cluster Truck, mm. um, which is a, uh, 
a three D platformer, like a first person kind of platformer yep. game, um, in which you dive across um, a, a cluster of trucks, like the the sort of tops of semi trailers. Yep. That are all moving together like a herd, essentially. So you've played this on Steam before? I've played a little bit, like a couple of levels, just just to kind of get an idea of what it was. Um, three platformers are they're fucking hard. They're and especially hard when you are running across the the, the, the tops of fastly moving trucks. Yeah. Uh, this is a fucking hard game. Yeah. Um, and I finished the first world pretty easily, and I got halfway through the second. And man, I don't know if I can progress much further than this. It's it's totally. I bought it so you could experience. But it, it. is the it is complete anarchy yeah. in a in a in a platformer. Um, it's like you know very simple polygons. Um, mm-hmm. you know polygonal trucks racing towards you, and you have to jump atop the backs of them. If you fall on the ground, you die instantly. Yeah. If you get hit by one of them, you die instantly. Um, it's very similar to Super Hot in a way that it is like uh. Okay, now I'm like, wait, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to go with this. It's similar in the way that it's a first-person game, and I don't play very many of those. So. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, but plus, I guess the simple kind of graphical style, simple colors. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. Um, but you have, got, you have got to think very quickly. Um, yeah, it's... While, while super hot, you have to move slowly, you think quickly. Yeah. Um, and this is very much like you have to know where the trucks are going to be as you jump from one to the other and you can unlock various abilities that allow you to do like a boosted jump um, uh, and like a double jump and different things like that that might make it a bit easier but the levels towards the end of the second world like I don't know how you basically like you you build on the momentum you've got to like jump from a truck moving in one direction to a truck moving in a different direction and it's just impossible to gauge how much if you know how much because you can kind of hold in a button which makes your jump faster mm-hmm. um and you have it's just about gauging you know how much effort to put into your jump sure. for, for you to hit this moving truck or you get hit by the moving truck yeah or dead on the ground straight away so there's another game that i played quite a while ago called um from memory it's called a story a story about my uncle that is it's similar it's a it's a it's a first person platformer Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope something like that comes to the Switch because as opposed to Cluster Truck, which is level-based, this is actually a, it's a narrative-based game. Oh, cool. So you're this, you're this kid whose uncle has disappeared and you find out that the uncle has like this rich other life in a sort of like parallel universe or something. And as you chase the uncle, you unlock more um, traversal gadgets that help you go further and like, you know, a gravity leash and like boots that help you jump higher and stuff like that. Um, be really cool to see that come to Switch. I reckon. I hope that hope it does. Um, John, you've done some writing for video games in the past. Um, I have. What story would you give the game Trust to cl- Cluster Truck? God damn! Um, <laughs> it would be simple. It would be your, your uncle is your, missing. <laughs> you're you're a trucker whose whose truck has like become self aware and is constantly trying to outrun you and bringing a bunch of truck friends with him. Well, the thing is, you're, you're, you're a fir- in first-person shooter, you don't know what your character looks like, so you could well be a truck jumping on other trucks. True. This is true. Trucks on trucks on trucks. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like trucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been trying to bring back the ex- exhibit memes. That's, that's a good meme. It, yeah. was, it, was a, it was a solid meme format. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yep, I'm definitely. glad we're in agreement there. Definitely, um, we shook hands. We agreed on that. Blood, a blood shake. <laughs> um, so, John, I gave you a present uh, for your birthday, which was quite recently. Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank have you. Not, have not said it to you in person yet. So, happy that's, birthday! That's all well and good. You said it to me multiple times on my birthday. I, I, I owe you a few. Too. I hugged you in a coals. <laughs> that's how you know it's real. <laughs> um, yeah, you gave me a present, um, and it is a present that. Uh, came with a great recommendation from you. It was SteamWorld Dig 2. How good's that? You're going to love this present yeah, because I it's one it. of my favorite presents. This is actually like if you took away like all the... This is probably my favorite indie game of last year. I can mm. say that pretty pretty confidently. But I feel like in in the years of our tradition, especially, well, definitely on my side of it, all the games I've given you are games that I've played and know like, oh, this is a pretty good game. Like I gave you Super Hot, which is incredible. I gave you Paradigm, which is your favorite game from one of my favorite games from last, last year. year yep. Last year, yeah, a, a hilarious point-and-click adventure, and Cluster Truck, which I didn't necessarily get too deep into, but I knew that it was an interesting kind of gameplay mechanic and would be probably pretty cool to play on the Switch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I can't remember what you got me. Uh, so three years ago, I gave you uh, the what's it called? Um, the the, the puzzle-solving one. The Witness. The, yeah, the Witness. Yep. Um, which I played, I reckon, six hours of. Um, yeah. and I was like, man, it's like a. I think. Even if you, you know, only dabble within that game for a while, it is a pretty excitingly cool game to experience. I, I would, I did the same. I probably made it about four hours in, but it was enough for me to go like, this I, is, a, this is a really cool experience that Jonathan Blow has built. Yeah. But that guy's on some other shit. And there are people that have like a hundred and like, 110 percented that game because really? there's all those weird bonus things that you can do yeah you, you spelled your name correctly when <laughs> you were entering it which is yeah it's, it's a very very uh interesting puzzle game that yeah. i think that the puzzles are, are literally you solving like line and dot puzzles and mm. things like that and uh after doing a, a bunch of them i was like yeah I, I think i'm good on this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then i'll give you flint hook yep uh, flint hook is year. great which is one of my favorite games that I'm currently chipping away at constantly on the Switch. Yep, and I think that's that's a game that I played a li- I played for a while on PC, but I think I remember you were I- like, "I'm fucking terrible at these yeah, games." Yeah, when I, when I eventually, because I remember you saying like, "You had it on a different PS4." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think when I do get a Switch, which will be fairly soonish this mm-hmm. year, definitely, I think that's a game that I will, I will devote more time to on this. I've been listening to the soundtrack to that a lot on iTunes yeah. lately. It's a good soundtrack. Nice. It's really good. And also like that that uh that game developer, um are they called um hold on, I'll figure out who it is. It's like Treasure Games or something like that. Yeah. Um no that's a Japanese game maker. Uh Flynn Hook made by Tribute Games. Okay. I've been uh, making an effort to play a whole bunch of their games lately. Yeah? What um, else what else have they done? Uh, they did it's a, like a hilarious kind of like 80s throwback action hero game which is similar to one of our favourite games um, uh, what was it called Broforce oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, this is like a um, almost like a tribute to like Metal Slug as well okay um, it is called um, Mer- it's like called like Mercenary Kings oh I've got Mercenary Kings yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really really cool yeah it's I fu- think it's- I played it a like two years ago it's ridiculously hard just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all their games yeah. and I've even been I've unearthed my 3DS and bought a few things by, that they've done on that oh, as cool. well but those nice. are the only two games that they've got on the Switch at the moment remember guys support the developers you like seriously check um, out their back catalogue even even when it comes to indies even publishers like we constantly go on about how much we like Devolver Digital they're publishers we buy like I've I've bought tons of their games just because I know that they have a good eye for studios and the sort of games that they like to make. So, so the other games that Tribute have made are Curses and Chaos. 
Mm. Ninja Senki DX. Okay. And Wiz Orb. <laughs> Wiz Orb's from Wiz Orb. I haven't played it, but that's, game, that's right? a familiar game. Yeah. That's that's a familiar sounding game. It used to be on, on iOS. Now it's not, which is really irritating. Weird. Um. Yeah. But uh, I'll be talking about Mercenary Kings when I, when I play more of it later. I guess. Cool. Great so, art style. So Steam. Oh, fuck. Sorry. One last thing. They also did the Scott Pilgrim. Um. Oh. The Scott Pilgrim game. The beat 'em up uh, one. Yeah, which that I fucking game, love. That that, that's why I bought rules. a PS3. That game. Yeah. 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 I think I've got that. On I've got that on my Xbox. I think played through played through a bunch of it, but yeah, that's a really fantastic game. Um, so Steam will dig two is what we were discussing. Yep. Uh, I don't think I said it to you in person. Thank you very much for buying that for me. It is a fucking like a near perfect game. It's great. It's um. I mean, I'm tec- <laughs> technically you said not to talk to you until I hundred percented it. So <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, one, one, I hundred percented a few games last year. Oh, nice. And that was one of them. Um, I like like I. Uh, I just found the the game pay, play loop, which we'll get into in a, in a moment, just mm. so addictive and rewarding to go back to, and the leveling up system was yeah. just so much fun. So you play a robot uh, whose name currently uh, Dorothy, Dorothy. Or Dot, Dot yep. um, searching for the protagonist from the previous Steamworld Dig game. Um, you come across a town. Uh, which the name escapes me unless I can look around here and find it Doesn't quickly. Matter. Nope, El Machino. It's, That's yeah. it. El Machino is the name of the town. So, so pointless. Yeah, yeah. Eh, I, I like to be exact. Anyway, <laughs> you you come across this town and they they kind of say like, oh, we're having there are earthquakes around. Um, can you investigate the mine under our town to find out what's going on? And so you descend below. Does the, the town. earthquake have a name, John? Uh, El, what? Do, El, they, do they El, name earthquakes? El Quaco. They, no, they, they name hurricanes and cyclones. Why yeah. don't they name earthquakes? Um, write in. Let us know. Yeah. Are you an earthquake? <laughs> write in. Let us know. Um, anyway, so your job is to mine beneath the town. So when you start off, it's just you. You pick up your pickaxe and a lamp, hacking through the dirt and rock under the town. As you dig, you can kind of your lamp allows you to see sort of a halo around you, and you might find jewels down there. So you'll dig your way over to the jewels and pick them up, haul them back up to the surface, sell them, and use the money you make to upgrade your equipment. Upgrade yourself, basically. Upgrade, yeah, upgrade yourself and upgrade the the gadgets that you're given throughout the game. And that's that's sort of like there's a story that as you dig deeper, you kind of like. You you find things, you return to the surface, and the, the kind of residents of El Machino will tell you, like, oh, you found this thing, that's where this used to happen, etc., etc. And obviously, from the name, you know that this game is a sequel, but yep. did you also know that it's a prequel? Really? So, this game is a sequel to the original uh, Steamworld Dig, which is a game that I played um, on uh, 3DS years yeah. ago. Never, I didn't finish it because the... Uh, the story was not as strong, or not even as present as it is in Steamworld okay. Dig 2. And a lot of the... Uh, this this is this is a great job of kind of like nudging you in the right direction when it needs you to, to yeah. go somewhere in particular, or you can ignore and explore. But this is, Steamworld Dig One was entirely about um you know like very slow exploration as you sure. as you dug lower and lower down. Mm. Um and then it's also the uh the, the prequel to Steamworld Heist. Oh no which way! Which is a turn based strategy game that yeah. Image informed the developer made yeah. as well. So it's cool that like I I was just on their um. I was just on Image and Forms Wikipedia, and I reckon it's real cool that they're building like a sort of this universe for all their games. Yeah, there's the one called like Steamworld Defense or something like that. Yeah, the, the first game they made in this series is is it? So basically, they all feature steam-powered robots. robots yeah, um, but yeah, I played Steamworld Heist on iOS. 
Did you finish it? it? Yeah, yeah found, I'm, I'm, found it really fun. I'm a couple of hours into it on Switch. Um, got, got distracted by Mario Odyssey and stopped playing. Yeah, well, anyone would become distracted by Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm loving the story of this game. Um, I was saying to you earlier that it's it's there's a it's a rare thing in this game. I find that all of the gadgets I've been given I use. Like, and a lot of games would be like, oh, here's this gadget that might let you do this, and if it if it doesn't feel comfortable to my gameplay, I'll just ignore those gadgets. And this happened, like, from from the AAAs down to the smallest games, um, like The Witcher 3, I never used any potions beyond health, even though there's a huge amount of potions you can make that change your mm-hmm. change the gameplay in a variety of ways. For some reason, I just... It was a blind spot for Too me Too much gameplay. to learn. Exactly. Whereas this, every gadget I've been given has been immensely useful in traversing the mine. There's, like, you can get, like, a, a sort of hook shot, like a <coughs> rope that that will pull you up to up to ceilings or walls or wherever you need to go. There's a, a pressure bomb which will blow up one square or, you know, when you upgrade it, more squares that you can use to, like, you know, if, the, if there's a wall across the way that you can't mine into because it's a sheer drop, you, can't you, can, jump over, you, can, yeah. you can blow a hole in it, jump across into the hole and start mining. Um, you know, there's a, a jackhammer that lets you jackhammer through harder rocks. And eventually, the, the the pinnacle and the the one item that makes any game better, which is a jetpack. God, um, that's good. And yeah, and it all like because the mine. You still there's still more you haven't unlocked yet. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well I'll continue playing. But the the interesting thing is the mine stays mined. So as you descend through the mine, if you've if you've like carved out huge sections of the mine. Or a dick, for example. Yeah, sure. Um, really, it's it's it really lets you unleash your artistic style. But um, you know, you'll go up to the surface, and when you return down that way, it's all still the same. So mm. you might run into a problem where you're like, like I've I know I've run into once or twice playing. Oh my! And it's well, to be honest, since I've gotten all these gadgets, it's gotten less so. But oh, I've mined in such a way that I cannot actually get out the way I've come in. Yep. So my only option is to continue going deeper. And it gets tense because I'll have like half a heart's worth of health left, desperately searching for... There are little kind of like tele, telegraph or tele, teleport systems that you find down there that take you back up to the town. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this real nail-biting like, I'm surrounded by enemies, where the hell is this teleport thing? Get me out of here. But um, yeah, I'm having a I'm having a great time with it. So yeah. uh, that gameplay loop is so satisfying, and you explore so many areas areas that you visit earlier on in the game you, that you never think that you're going to revisit, and then suddenly you do, and it's so much bigger yeah. than you thought. Um, these different new spaces that have new hazards and new enemies within them. Um, the music and soundtrack is so so great. Actually, yeah, I noticed that I I went back up to town and sort of had to pop away from my computer and left it idling, and when I got back, I was like. Oh, damn, this town music's got a beat. This is sick. There's one where you go into like a, um, uh, it's like a swamp um, and it's like a very, very toxic pink kind of uh, okay. vibe. And it's a lot of things that can harm. And I died a ton of times sure. there. But the music is like this really, really beautiful um, kind of like uh, plucked harp kind of oh, nice. uh, instrumental. So good, it would sound like a, like a Metro Boomin beat almost without, oh, without without future over the top. Oh dang! <laughs> it was good. I really liked it. Um, yeah, Simon Dig too. Like, I if if it wasn't a year that also gave us Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild, I probably would have said that was my favorite game of last year. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. I can see. I 
I can see how it would catch you like that. Skin, the- Skinner Box Man, gameplay loop. Mwah! Yeah, really good. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, great bosses too. Yeah. Love some good boss battles. So, you've heard my two games that I've been, I've been jamming on this last while. What about you? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I've, have, have I got more games to talk about? I guess I do. Yeah, man. Um, I believe... Uh, yeah, I've got, here we go. I've got, I've got spoiler some. alert. Adventure Pals. Adventure Pals. Um, so speaking of, uh, of platformers uh, on the Switch... Um, I've been playing a game called The Adventure Pals, which is a um, extremely cartoony um, platformer that takes a lot of inspiration from another franchise with the word adventure in the title, uh, Adventure Time. Um, you play a, uh, a young dude, young boy, who on his birthday, his father gives him um, a, a backpack with a giraffe in it. Oh, nice. And uh, that backpack giraffe, the giraffe kind of becomes a helicopter. Um, so it allows you to like his his tongue kind of waves around, right. and you can hover, do hover jumps and stuff like, like that. Neck for a second seemed the obvious choice, but tongue cool. And you can also interact with certain things, like his you know neck becomes a, a wrench at one point, and right. like different things like that. So that kind of he takes the role of I guess what Jake would have in uh, Adventure yes. Time. Yes. Um, you also have a a pet rock, um, and your rock can also be used to like uh, throw things, to flick switches, and to hurt enemies. Okay. But essentially, what this is is uh, just a super um, like super fun and joyful platformer with hack and slash elements okay. and a leveling up system Nice that benefits from grinding and, and like really trying to find all of the hidden secrets in all of the levels. Awesome. Um, the platform uh, levels are kind of broken up into five chapters, I guess, within each kind of world that you go visit. Um, and then there's like four different overworld maps that you gain access to throughout the game. So it's a pretty long, it's a, it's, it's, it's quite a long game. I don't think it ever overstays its welcome. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's not particularly, particularly difficult, but you know, in this episode alone, we've talked about Minute, we've talked about Celeste, and then also like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and God of War. Those games are so about dying and dying yeah. and dying and dying that it was so great, especially when you're talking about like platformers where like, you know, Celeste, Super Meat Boy, and a lot of um, uh, Nicholas uh, games that I've been playing lately, um, the kind of simple platformers, you don't have a weapon. Um, you know, it's just about jumping and, 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 and pulling off, you know, like insane platforming uh, skills without, yeah. without using a weapon. So it's about avoiding your enemy. Whereas 
Adventure Time, Adventure Powers, you have this like little sword and you just beat the shit out of like all the monsters are like, um, hot dogs because your dad your dad gets after giving you the gift the, the, the gift of a giraffe your dad gets kidnapped and turned into a hot dog um, and then so okay. you have to fight other people that have been turned into hot dogs as well and then like you know like demonic kind of like monster wolves and dogs and sheep and different animals um, this game was developed by a, a place called uh, Massive Monster publisher called Massive Ma- sorry a developer called Massive Monster who've done mostly um, not even iOS games like uh, browser based games okay and this is actually published by Armor Games and Armor Games <gasps> oh, is a very well known yeah 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 um, but so yeah like, like I was saying like this game is immensely satisfying just to get in there and just beat the shit out of everything with your little sword um, which gets more and more blood soaked as your adventure continues amazing and by the end when, when you finish it which I have uh, you just have this, this just a completely red sword that's um, so good. And the leveling up system is just, you know, it's really, really simple. Like the, the, the more, the more you kill, they drop out these little gems. You collect all the gems and you level up. And if, every time you go up a level, you unlock a new skill. Cool. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, really, really satisfying. The platforming isn't particularly hard, but it always looks really fun and vibrant. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's actually, if, if, if you need help making up your mind to get this game, which I think is like $30 on the Switch store, it's actually available everywhere. I think it's on every platform now. I um, believe so, yes. Steam, P- PS4, I Xbox. Just, I just had the, give me, let me just confirm that. Uh, I'd, say, I, I'd say it definitely we're, is. We're all about Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox, and even uh, a good old game. If, if What's you, a good old game? It's an online store for oh, cool. like browser-based rather than, rather oh, it doesn't have a client like Steam. Um, yeah, but it, 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 the, you can actually play the original game that they made, which is called Super Adventure Pals, which is a, a browser-based game um, where you have the the giraffe and the and the rock and all that kind of bullshit. Uh, I've, I've played the first level of it; it's pre- it's pretty similar, um, but obviously the the uh, the Switch game does a lot more. Um, yeah. Actually, we, we should have mentioned earlier when we talked about Celeste. One of the coolest moments of that game is when you unlock the original. Um, like four bit version of Celeste. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You find a you Pico P P I. Yeah, P Pico Eight. Pico Eight. Yeah, which is a very simple kind of games developing software. Yeah, the, you find the like it's in the the haunted hotel, right? Yeah, you yeah. find like the little computer. computer in a secret area, and you can play uh, a very down resed version of of Celeste, which I finished as well. Really? Yeah, I got a little bit. I got. A fair way into it and then reached a bit where I was like oh, like I couldn't progress beyond that I'm just going to get back to the actual game <laughs> um, so yeah I, I highly recommend the Adventure Powers if you're looking for something that definitely offers up somewhat of a challenge some of the boss battles are difficult if you're not using power-ups and that kind of thing um, but just a, a just a really really well-made platformer that's just a joy to play i highly recommend the adventure pals through super massive games i will will go in on that i will take your rack um and yeah i mean it's a perfect uh i I don't play my my switch docked anymore i've just it's it's a portable system to me now yeah um and uh this was a definitely benefit from that there's a few moments of uh slowdown um when there were too many uh creatures on screen sure but that just meant i had to beat the shit out of them faster so i got that nice uh nice speed back nice actually that that is that is going on the list of games that I will save for Switch. Yeah, great. Yeah. Unreal. We'll update you as that list expands rapidly. Yeah. Um, uh, so the uh, final game that I've been playing, uh, I was playing it today actually, is a game that came out at the start of this year um, called Blossom Tales. 
Is that T-A-L-E-S or T-A-I-L-S? L-E-S, baby. Ah, okay. Um, and uh, that's really important because this game is an adventure game in the style of uh, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past yeah. from the early 90s on the SNES. Um, it's a top-down uh, adventure game uh, where normally you would play as a male hero, you play as a female hero here who... Um, who you know basically like there's some big threat to all the land and uh, the none of the knights are brave enough to go to the different areas in the world and you know unlock the different realms that require you to get the MacGuffins from blah 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 sure. bring them back and you know, save the prince or some shit I don't know yeah it's classic adventure story but what's really sweet about this is the whole thing is narrated by um, a grandfather reading a story to his grandchildren. This is just the Princess Bride. Yeah, but like you know that that t- very small element of the Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, also, there are two kids in Boss and Tales. All right, there's only uh, one. All right, right, it's the Princess Bride two. Okay. Um, they're double the kids, <laughs> double the Fred Savages, double the Peter Falks. No, um, it's one Peter Falk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the the mechanic it's it's really really sweet what they do with it. Like. Um, You'll die and um, the, your granddaughter will be like, Grandpa, that's not how the story goes. And then you oh. come back. Or there are moments where it'll be like, and then the the queen of the... And then they, it's like, what was it? And you've got to choose, is, is it the queen of the witches? Is it the queen of the pirates? Is it the queen of the... Awesome. And then so depending on what you what the, what the what the grandchildren say it is, that's what you fight next. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And, you know, it's very, very, like, almost shamelessly um, cloning... Uh, Legend of Zelda yeah. Link to the Past but um, you know Nintendo aren't giving us a top down uh, Zelda game on the Switch yet so someone else has stepped in and graciously done that for us um, I reckon I'm like an hour or two away from finishing this game some of the bosses that you meet uh, within the dungeons uh, especially if, yeah, if you miss the kind of classic Zelda dungeons the dungeons in here are so much fun uh, but the bosses within them are so much harder than I remember Zelda bosses being in that you just have to just spam them with bombs and that kind of thing, like, for ages. I think that's that's almost... That's what you get when you get a game that's kind of an homage to an early yeah, game totally. that's difficult, is the the developers go like, well, I survived it, so I'm just going to ramp the difficulty up much higher until it's something I can't beat. Uh, this game was developed by Castle Pixel. Yep. Um, just took a look. The only other game that they have on Steam, at least, is a, a 2D platformer called Rex Rocket. And uh, um, this is a really sweet tale um, of of the studio um, in that they when the the Blossom Tales have been out on Steam for a while and uh, hadn't been selling too well, hadn't really been making much of a splash, but um, it did so well on Switch that the the developer was able to you know stay afloat and start working on a new game. That is awesome. And they blame that entirely on well, the, they- the blame. That's <laughs> they, they attribute that yeah. entirely to their presence on the Switch. So yeah, if you're looking for like you know, I mean, Breath of the Wild is fucking great, but Part of me longs for a top-down, Zelda, a smaller Zelda game, which is what I hope they announce at E3. Yeah. Um, I loved um, A Link Between Worlds, which was uh, the last Zelda game on the 3DS. And uh, Link's Awakening is one of my favorite Zelda games as well. Um, and this definitely scratches that itch um, while being different enough that it doesn't feel like you're playing a Zelda game. Just something that feels a lot like it. Quick aside, Nintendo have been doing... Like, they've made their first couple of forays into... Um into mobile games yeah. like like ios based you know you've got super mario run and animal crossing i'd love for them to make a game that is that is not quite so based on 
like pay to play and mm. in-app purchase. Like I'd love it if they made a top-down Zelda that you could buy for fourteen ninety nine. Well, they did that I- with Super Mario Run, but Super Mario, Super Mario, like more kind of complex gameplay than a than an endless runner style thing. Or have you like, played Super Mario? Run? I have played it, and it's sort of like you do have like actual levels. Yeah. within the the pack, I, I thought that was a really great experience. That got shit on because it, they, they they did exactly that. They tried to they made it fifteen dollars Australian to buy. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. people hated that. So I think. That, yeah, and unfortunately, they've just made so much more money from the pay-to-play stuff, like the yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes, whatever yeah. one they did was a. Uh, but something made shitloads. Something made so, uh, a bit more story-based. Oh uh, yeah, than Super Look, Mario Run. I, I would love that too, but you know, I would more. I would love them to just make another game for Switch sure, instead sure, of that. Sure. So, um, the, I've actually been playing uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze a lot, and they're within that. Um, I'm sure you played Donkey Kong Country at some point in your life, but they have uh, returns. Donkey the the, yeah, the, the minecart level levels, yeah, yeah. which are essentially just one button press. You just got to jump at the right time sure. and jump again. You know, it's all about um, trial and error. You die a lot in those uh, levels, and then again, there's another one where you have uh, you're in the, a rocket, and, yep. the, and the only button you it's only it's got one but one button kind of mechanic as well, where the longer you press. Um, you know the, the, the you B rise. button. Yeah, the higher you rise, and you've got to navigate your way through heaps of obstacles. I think both of those would translate really well to iOS. Yeah, or to, sorry, to to mobile gameplay. Yeah, and I would love for them to do like a, a dedicated, like Donkey Kong minecart. Yeah, iOS minecart madness. It'd be fucking great. I know a lot of people hate those levels. I love those levels. Sure. Uh, look it. at that. We've we've we wound did. up talking about major developers. Let's um, always go. It's all about yeah, it. of course. There's the games it's all in games, the title, baby. Yeah. If we start talking about fucking politics, you know, sure. that's when you can yeah. kill us. Please do. Politically. Find us. Um, Use telekinesis. <laughs> only you've got that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the main part, the main game we're talking about now um, in what is becoming quite a long episode, whatever. Yeah. All the big game episode, all the big episodes of all the small games. Yeah, Small up. games, big episodes. Kill, kill me. Someone Larger come and kill boys. me. That was a political comment. Come and kill me. Uh, the main game we're going to be talking about tonight is... Uh, a game called A Way Out. Yes. We mentioned it very early on in the episode. Um, it is uh, a game developed by... Hazelite. Hazelite. You've probably memorized all this by now, all this information. Yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> it wasn't that... Well, it was an hour ago that I spoke about it. It stuck around. Um, yeah, so Fucking it's... Fucking telekinesis. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to telekinesis. So um, it's uh, written and directed by this guy, Joseph Fares who is uh, an incredibly enthusiastic Frenchman. Um, uh, if, if you get a chance, there's a, there's a video game donkey about A Way Out that features clips of him, and he's just very enthusiastic about his game, which is great for an yeah. indie developer. You're going to love my game. Yeah. I, I, he's like, if you, if you play my game and, and you don't like it, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> like- um, he's very, very confident in his product. Um, so A Way Out is... It's a, a narrative-based game that is about two guys who meet in prison um, and both sort of discover that they have been wronged by the same gangster, this guy called Harvey, uh, and they, they plot to escape prison and enact their revenge on this gangster. Now, what makes this game uh, special is that there is no single-player mode on the game. You can either play local co-op, in which case it's split screen, or you can play online co-op, in which case each of you has a full screen, but you you always are playing together. And we played co-op, sitting next to each other on the couch. We started... Actually, if if you go... The the episode of HeyFam that we put up last week um, uh, was with John, 
Yep. Um, the, all of us talking about our favorite games on each console. Mm-hmm. Um, and we recorded that after John and I had played about four or five hours of oh, A Way Out. You got over at about nine to six, 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 six and a half hours. This is a pretty long game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then then I came over today and we finished it the last, yes. the last hour or so. Yep. We, we said we had about an hour left, and my God, it was exactly that. So the game story is about two strangers who meet in prison um, mm-hmm. and then uh, plan to escape prison together. Yeah. And so each each person controls one of these people. Um, one of them is a, a much more boisterous, quicker to violence character. Yep. So naturally, I chose that one. And the cool, calculated, boring, desk jockey... <laughs> <laughs> You will find you'll find out how quick to violence I am if you keep that up. Um, yeah, one is definitely a bit more reserved, a bit more staid. Um, that is the one I was left with when Levins immediately jumped on the the annoying. I think look, look you, you can just go back to the way we you and I have played video games together in true. the past. Like, you can't you, you can't take that from me. No, that's true. I am the, the destructive violent <laughs> yeah. one. Um. But um, yes. Yeah, so it, ask it, any sex worker in the game Grand Theft Auto yeah. universe. <laughs> I would, but they're all dead, Levens, because <laughs> that's how you play. Um, yeah. So the game kind of starts with with the character I chose, the more sort of reserved one, coming into prison and meeting uh, the character Levens chose, who's who's obviously been in there for a while. And as you play, you sort of you discover like why. Why one of them's in prison, and you know, sort of the 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 double cross that came to land him in there, and why he hates the gangsters after so much, and um, yeah, it's all it's all about the pair of you sort of working together. So it might be that you're performing actions simultaneously to achieve a result, or maybe it's one character is distracting a prison guard while the other is sneaking somewhere where they shouldn't be. There are stealth mo- mo- moments. Yeah. There's- and, and then you, you, you come across different areas and you, there is a goal that you want to get through. But while you're there, you can also like in, in, indulge in a bunch of like little mini games that are based around uh, like, you know, at one point you go into like the prison workshop and at all the different workbenches, you can have a crack at hammering some nails into a plank of wood or yeah. sawing a plank of wood or using a what's it called when you shave uh, a plane a plane yeah using a plane yeah using a plane um this guy's got an arts degree yeah <laughs> man fuck you <laughs> um, yeah so it's um it's sort of it's it's a weird combination of like you have you have times where you can kind of roam around freely and then press buttons to interact with various things in the environment and then there are sections of the game that sort of play out a lot more like quick time events. Yep. So it's all about like pressing a button. Like there's a prison fight very early on in the game that is based on, you know, you pressing pressing a button at a certain time before you get hit, and then pressing another button to actually land a punch yourself, and that sort of stuff. And it's all sort of happening simultaneously between the two players. Um, and, and uh, in fact, you at some points you'll even have different dialogue in each of the. In, on each of our screens, depending on like you know which which player you're looking at at the time. Yeah, and that that I felt kind of came into play. Um, I mean, we'll we'll try to do this as 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 not spoiler free, spo- as spoiler free as possible. But you know, you, this, you start the game in prison, and your aim is to get out. You get out of prison. That's yep. I feel like that's not 
fairly that early much, on in the game. That not yeah. much, yeah. That's not much of a spoiler. Um, like the, the yeah, the intro to the game pretty much is you is like you yeah. enter a couple of hours. It's yeah, you, you you escaping. Um, there's a, there's a part after, just after you've escaped where you you wind up at a farmhouse and you're you you know with the goal of like we need to change clothes and get a car and get out of here, and I. Like, you, you have goals to achieve in that farmhouse, as I just outlined. But the farmhouse is this treasure trove of small interactive moments. Like, here are these two guys who have been in prison. You can you can go and look at a newspaper, and each character will have a different reaction, but it'll be about the same thing, which is the Vietnam War is on at the time. You can go and turn on a radio and listen to music for a little while. You can turn on a TV. You can do the washing up. You can also do a uh, like a rhythm game uh, yeah. where you play an instrument. Well, there's there's two different rhythm games. You can play like banjo or you can play piano. That's right. Um, and those are those are kind of like button based, almost Dance Dance Revolution style. Press the button at the right time, and it it gives you a score. And so the two players can actually compete with each other at these. These rhythm games. And if you go outside, you can throw horseshoes. Yeah, you can throw... They're all... It's just peppered with all these little sort of interactive moments, some of which are games within themselves, some of which are just interesting. Like, you can... Your character can search through the, the person's fridge. Yep. And, and you know, I think one guy's like, oh, there's nothing to eat in here, and the other guy, like, finds a cookie or something. But it's a little... It's a little moment of interaction that just deepens the kind of character's personality you mm-hmm. have. And I, I loved that section of the game. Like, I know we were kind of... I know we were playing in such a way that's like, we have limited time to do this, and I won't see you again for, like, a month and a half, so let's, let's get through... Let's let's, get through. Yeah. yeah, we had ambitions to finish it that day. Yeah, which, which that, that farmhouse probably took us a little bit it was bit so much fun no, it fucking was, around it was playing area. connect four at the hospital yeah. when i should have been when that- my character should have been attending to his wife who was giving birth um but connect four is a great game everyone yeah uh, i'm gonna review the small game within the small game connect Four, a game in which uh one of you is blue the other one is red yeah and the aim of the game is to uh put four of these <laughs> rings together <laughs> Oh yeah. god damn it. You're only, a- you're only happy about it cuz you won. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and that was a uh, a bit of a uh, foreboding um what was to come cuz I yeah. won I won a way out. You you did you did win in the end. There it's, are multiple endings. Uh, there's two endings. Mul- that's that's a multiple. It is it is, <laughs> it is multiple. It's one thing I wanted to kind of just like we've we've sort of outlined the game and and you know the, the narrative of it and I've said something that I really like one thing that sort of I felt was a bit of a letdown is you approach situations and it'll give you the option to choose between the two characters and what method that they would approach. So with the farmhouse, Levens's character, like Levens's character's approach was essentially go in and take the people who live in this farmhouse hostage. Um, my approach, being the more kind of reserved and tactical way, is get in their barn, release their horses so they get distracted and run away from the house and then enter that way. While while it's a different method of approaching these things, the end result is still the same. And there's several of these moments throughout the game where you're given the illusion of choice, so to speak, and you would get a kind of different sort of cutscene, but the end result remains the same. Like, there's no... It's not like, oh, if I do this, I'll go off, you know... If I choose option A, I'll wind up at the castle. But if I choose option B, I'll wind up in the sewers. Like, there's, it's, 
it's linear with the illusion of choice all the way through up until one moment yeah. at the very end of the game. That and that, that's not even a choice, though. Yeah, it's it's almost it's a it's a it's a quick time event showdown between the two characters that determines which ending you get. Yeah. Um, along the way, um, yeah, the the, the the moments are it feels very similar to like playing a Telltale game. Where yeah, you're like it doesn't really matter what I say. Yeah, it just it will it it colors the next kind of interaction you have. Um, there, the narrative of this game, I actually thought like. You know, overall for a video game, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and um, but I think for a couch co-op game, this is a remarkable game. Yes. A, and a really, really great experience. Like it's hard for, like, I, I think I would, I would absolutely recommend the experience of playing it next to a, a friend yes. on 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 a couch. That was fucking cool. And yeah. I, I can't, you know, it, it was so great just making the time to do that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I would, I would not have had nearly. As good an experience with this game if I was playing it online. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it definitely benefits from playing the whole thing in one day. If you can, or or two sittings fairly close to one another. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we really forgot anything, but I think our mood was very no. different coming back to it. You know, we, we, we did get invested. In fact, there is a moment just before we finished playing, um, so it's about two-thirds of the way through the game. Um, there is a moment where... It finally really, really achieves how great it is to play a co-op game with each other. And and, and there are quite cinematic moments within the game, but the set piece um, is basically like it kind of would jump from one character to the other. Oh, right, 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 um, yes. As you fought your way through this hospital. Yes, and that was incredible. That... that if, that in itself is a reason to, is the reason to play this game. Mm. Like, there are... This game tries to do so much. There are shooting sections. There are driving sections. There are driving sections on different vehicles. Connect there, 4. There's Connect 4. Um, there's, you know, like exploration sections, um, all these different mini games. It tries to do so much. And in doing so, you know, the, it's not quite as polished as you would expect from a mm. an Uncharted or, a, you know, another third-person action game. But where this game really, really shone was this... This hospital scene, yeah, I, I can't like I can't do justice in describing how thrilling it was to play and watch and you, you know because you're you're essentially having like you know a a, a, a fist fight with d- different people and then like being chased and running and as as one of you finishes their segment, the camera suddenly pans out of the window and then zooms up and then back into the next character as you have your moment. It was like a really, a really, really well-directed action movie. Yeah, 100%. And it was a game that we were playing. It sounds odd, but the the creator is French and I feel there is an almost European cinema influence to the way that action scene was It felt a little bit like the the Tintin movie that Spielberg did. Yeah. Which is not really European, but based on European thing. It's it's definitely, it's got European roots, but I'd I'd forgotten about the hospital and you're right, that that is an incredible scene and it's... Made made all the more better by if you're playing as I said if you're playing couch co-op it's split screen, and that was I think it was great the way that they set it up to be almost flipping back and forth between players is that it gave the whole screen to it and yep. just made it even more like more kind of incredible the action that was going on and the the tenseness of it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I would play that bit over and over again. Yeah. That's one of my that's one of the best things I've done in a video game. I think. Yeah. So so cool. Um, some minor quibbles. I think the 
the writing in the game is a little basic at times. Well, feels a little ham-fisted. The more cutscene-y dialogue was fine. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just the happenstance kind of like, you know... Hey, get over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not going to work. Like, yeah. Just that kind of stuff felt like... The, a, the stuff that nudges you in the direction of gameplay. Especially my character is always such a hothead. And yeah. And so he, he would just say some of the stupidest things while angry. And it's... I think the... Um, your character was played by the brother of the writer and director. So trying to do an American accent. A New York accent. A New York accent, but occasionally just like almost Tommy Wiseau-esque. Yeah, like just, definitely. Just this, this European sort of inflection shines through and you're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was... It's an incredible sort of experiment in in gameplay, yeah, like, I, ho- I hope th- this sold over a million copies. So I, I hope they revisit this for- format. It was made with the Unreal Engine, which I've played a lot of games that look quite second rate, yeah, um, uh, and like way too shiny. And this one, you know, did not look as good as as an Uncharted or a God of War or whatever. But you know, this game was like forty dollars Australian. Yeah, um, this is easily the best looking game that I've seen that was made in the Unreal Engine. Yeah, Actually, I think it's, I'm forgetting some things. I'm sure, but I th- it, lo- it looks good. Basically, I think it's because they approach it with a very, like games like God of War and Uncharted, and I know I know God of War is a, a fantasy game essentially, and there's certainly elements of fantasy to Uncharted, but I think they go for as much realism as they can. Whereas I think this has a very sort of specific aesthetic to it. Yeah, well, that that works. Also, my guy has an enormous cartoonish nose. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I think both of us would recommend. Oh yeah, especially. I think like, we we both have to recommend it at the same time by pressing X. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. One, two, <laughs> two three. three. I recommend you, this. Recommend this. <laughs> um. Yeah. But but uh, on the proviso that you you play it on a couch with someone. You gotta. It's it's just it's the way to do it. I'm I'm, I'm like clearly like scrolling through games that use the Unreal Engine, and I I think this is uh, Injustice Two. I guess maybe yeah. that. I mean, that looks better. Maybe sure. Kingdom Hearts Three is using Unreal Engine. Hmm. Interesting. That's unreal. That's gonna look amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would hundred percent recommend play a way out with a friend that you once lived in prison with. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you're, one of you, you has to be a hothead. One one of you. Maybe you're in prison. Do you reckon they allow allow prisoners to play this? Like so they like get I over their like, fantasies. I think like Swedish prisons. Okay. Like yeah, not not American prisons. <laughs> um, um, the ending. Um, I don't want to oh. spoil too much, but it 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 it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, and and if, if anyone listening is is listening, if we get <laughs> even one person that that would like us to do a uh, a spoiler chat next episode yeah. for a way out, uh, let us know and we'll maybe we'll go in depth. Yeah, because we with our thoughts on the ending. We had feelings about the feelings we had. Yeah, and we've watched the both endings so far. Yeah, and uh, I. Th- Think we got the best one? Like I, I, got, I, I got the one that I that made me happier, but I think the other one was more affecting. Y- yes, the 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 one that we the one that we got through gameplay, which you said I think this is the happier ending, and I was like, no, 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 they're both gonna be as sad as one another. But when we watched the other ending on YouTube, I was like, yeah, that yeah. was the happier ending. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, check it out. A way out. It's only available on Xbox at some point. At, at this point, really? Yeah, yeah. Not Steam. Well, I mean, it's probably available on like Windows. Yeah, but but on Steam. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of uh, because of Microsoft. play any play anywhere. Yeah, my Xbox play anywhere. Yeah, how about that? It's on Steam. This is like I, now that now that I don't 
work on Xbox for my job, <laughs> I'm more willing to be like, man, fuck Xbox, release it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I hope uh, we've got E3 coming up very soon. Like uh, month. in a month or so. But by the time we record the next episode, it'll, it'll be over and done with. Yeah, that's true. It's wild we as can, fuck. We can talk about any uh, any indies that bubble up to um, bubble up and yeah, we'll do, yeah, we'll do a little re- report. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be staying up and watching all of the big studio yeah. shows. I'm gonna try and watch all of them this year because I, I, even though I don't have an Xbox, actually, I'm so excited to see if Microsoft I'm... announced something fucking crazy this year to pull them out of like because they're at the like you know we, we, we saw Sony fucked up with the PS3 and then they had to come out as strong as they did for PS4 and they're killing it now. They really did, yeah. Nintendo fucked up monumentally with the Wii U and that's what brought on this incredible era of the Switch. Sure. I feel like Xbox is like, you know, nowhere near as bad as either of those, but in a similar position where they're they're really setting up all their balls for a a slam dunk dunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the next generation, I guess. Successful sports metaphor. Um... Yeah, look, I think it's interesting that, like, PlayStation 3, you said, kind of fucked up, and then they solved a lot of those problems with PlayStation 4, which is a hardware thing. And Nintendo were on a shocker with the Wii U, and then they solved that with the Switch, which was a hardware thing. Xbox kind of, like, with the Xbox One X, they've got the hardware. <coughs> Their problem is they don't have the software. They don't They don't have the killer exclusives. They don't have the Uncharted's or the Last of Us or... They have the most powerful console on yeah, the market right and the now. The weakest and, lineup of games. Yeah, but you you could argue that the be- the the best way to play all of the third party games is on Xbox One X because it looks y- the best. Yeah, if you've got the right, but you TV, can't rest on that. If yeah. you've got the right TV, yeah, you need. That's not going to pull a PlayStation owner across to Xbox. Yeah. You need that killer exclusive that makes people so, yeah, go like, I need to have an Xbox. John's worked on Microsoft and Xbox stuff for like seven, seven years. years yeah. yeah. And this is his first year, first E3 in that, that amount of time where you haven't had anything to do with it. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, you're basically at a point where you're like, do I stay as an Xbox user yeah. or do I wait for, you know, the next generation to switch over yeah. to PlayStation, um, which I have. Yeah. I've been a PlayStation and a Nintendo Ev- Literally double everyone up. I know is a PlayStation. Are they, how many double ups do you know? Probably about 70, 75% of those people, to be honest. What? Have both Xbox and PlayStation? No, 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 no. PlayStation and Switch. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> Xbox doesn't even come into it. I'm excited for a lot of the conferences this year. I'm, I'm, I'm also, really... On, on that same note as the Microsoft conference, the, the EA conference, because no one is in a worse state in the game, in terms of like, you know, community and, and audience oh, yeah. reaction and, and love, no one's in a worse state than, than EA is. And like, imagine if they turned it all around with like some amazing announcements. That would be that would be incredible for the like <clears throat> three time running most hated corporation in America. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's insane. Like with with all the crazy shit going on in America, EA still gets the nod. I think because gamers are real petty petty dicks. <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, does, are there many E three announce? Sorry, indie announcements at E three. Is that more? Of- I mean, I know last year Devolver did a <coughs> that like bizarre. Little they did a in the weird, yeah, that was great. A weird press conference, which was great. Um, I think. I mean, look, we just talked about a way out, and that's an EA published game. So mm. I think some of the bigger indies um, will definitely talk about some. Some of the bigger publishers will definitely talk about indies on their slates. And I know Xbox is. They will generally have like a two to three minute section where 
it's not a deep dive, but they go like, here are the indie games that are in the pipeline. Mm. Um, I mean, I think they announced the release of Inside at last, uh, yeah, two yeah. years ago, E3. Three years ago. Um, three years? Jesus. Mm. Time moves. Um, Tempest Fugit, guys. <laughs> Hold on while you can. Um, but yeah, so I think there'll, there'll definitely be some indie announcements, but I feel like... Be overshadowed by like this. Yeah. There's PAX Oz at the end of uh, like in October this year, and I think we're going to get way more cooler information about indies for that. Yeah, and, unreal. And I think Levs and I might try get down to PAX. Yeah, actually, and- I should have said. In fact, one of the one of the developers of the Adventure Pals is, is Australian. Yep. Um, and uh, a great deal of some of the better indie games on uh, on the Switch uh, have Australian developers as yeah. well. I'm really looking forward to playing like Golf Story. Yeah, I, I need to finish that. I've only got a few few I've hours heard, into that, and, I got, and it got stuck. There was a glitch, yeah, a bug, um, and, and I, 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 it was not even like like important for me to finish this. It was like a mini golf right. course I was doing, but I was like, no, it's not the point. Yeah, I want to finish yeah. the mini golf course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So what are we? What What is on our? What's on your slate before the next episode? What's What's kind of. What have you either got in your pile or is coming out that's got you excited? So my pile is enormous. Um, I actually did an episode of HeyFam recently about how long my back- backlog is. Mm-hmm. Big my backlog is. Um, on Switch, I'm I'm churning, trying to get my way through. I'll read out all the indies that I've that I've been started but haven't finished yet. Wonder Boy, Snake Pass, Blaster Master Zero, Golf Story, Tiny Barbarian, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, Axiom Verge, Wolverblade, Oxenfree, Floor Kids, Blossom Tales, Fury. Um, the final station, Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's all right, Andy. Uh, the Mummy Demastered, which is a way forward game that was meant to tie into the Mummy game, but it's really fucking good. It's like a Metroidvania, but with guns. Wait, you mean the Mummy like that? The that- Tom Cruise one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. um, Battle Chef Brigade, uh, Flint Hook, Crimped of the Necro Dancer. Oh, okay. um, but what I've also got is uh, I. I'm paradigm. Gonna, I'm gonna pl- oh, play. Paradigm you too, son of a bitch. No, sure. forget Switch. Forget uh, Steam. Um, but I've got a uh, all of the um, Shantae games. Oh, okay. Which is a, a way forward um, uh, platformer um, yep. series. I've got the original Game Boy Color um, Shantae game on my oh, 3ds, nice. and I've played the second game after that, which is called like Risky's Revenge. On it was a DSi game. Yep. Um, and then I have the most recent two. One of them is called is like Half Genie Hero. And there's another one. Pirate's Curse? Yeah. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse? Both of those have come out on Switch recently. Okay. And so I'm going to try and play every Shantae game before the end, the next episode. Hot damn. Yeah. With um, that backlog? And it's like, it's a... a you know, what's fine? I can do yeah, all, all, all games like a motherfucker. Play but... Oxen Free though. <laughs> it's so good. Is it? Yeah. And that's a relatively oh. short one too, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's, it's another game that is genuinely unsettling. Oh, cool. Like, you I, know this, that, I know there are horror games boys. that are like, jump scare. But this is just there are moments in that game that are like, Jesus, okay, fuck, that's that's real heavy kind okay. of thing. Um, yeah, but uh, Shantae games are like a like a kind of Metroidvania yeah. platformer game where you are a, a, a genie who can whip her hair back and forth and transform it transform into animals. She whips with, her hair back and forth with brilliant whips sprite. Her hair back and forth. Whips mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Low hanging. Okay, okay. Willow Val- Valenzuela. Low hanging fruit. Um, Valenzuela. I think. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, uh, beautiful sprite art. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my my um, backlog, I guess, or the the things I'm going to try get a bit deeper into because some of them I've dabbled in. Uh, so I have crossover with your list in um, Battle Chef Brigade. There was an Adult Swim sale on um, 
Steam. On Steam the other day that I, I decided to go in on. And um, just a pause, like, shout out Adult Swim as a publisher and a developer. That's so fucking good. I, just, I love the fact that n- almost none of their game IP is based on their cartoon IP. Yeah, well, uh, that used to really annoy me because I love all of their cartoons. Oh, I, I love their cartoons as well. But I think it's just from a from a like a business perspective is probably the a bit too serious way to put it. But I think it was a cool bit of risk taking to just go. We're setting up a game studio that won't be trading off the popularity of our shows, but will put out completely new IP. Mm. And actually, like really, they were really mobile first. They've made some incredible mobile games. Um, Robot, and, huh? Was it Robot Unicorn or something? There's, there's, yeah, Robot Unicorn. Um, they've made Amateur Surgeon is oh, really fun. fun. Yeah. Um, Doom, Doom Castle or Doomlands or Doom something Castle Doom Bad, I think it's called, which is like a cool kind of. Um, you play a, a a villain who needs to protect his castle from heroes, mm-hmm. like uh, a tower defensey sort of game. Um, and now they now they're making bit you know Battle Chef Brigade and. Duck Game, one of my favorite games of the last decade. Duck yep, Game, Duck is Game is great, fucking best. We yeah. played that. We played that at your Ducks Bucks party. Yep, it's du- great. Ducks at the Bucks. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've got Battle Chef Brigade. I've got Frostpunk, which is a new RTS by the developers of This War of Mine, which is a really kind of oh like, yeah. yeah yeah really really dark and heavy war simulator like war strategy survival kind of game. Um, I have. The Swords of Ditto, which I think is that another. That's not a. That's not a Devolver game, is it? I'm not sure. That's I don't think so. Talk about it. Um, which I, I was. I was very kind of excited to get into, but then when I I started playing, it it released with a bunch of glitches yep. and glitches and bugs. Uh, developed by One Bit Beyond and published by Devolver Digital. Okay. Um, yeah. It it like there was a game breaking bug fairly early into the game when I started playing it, and. I, I noticed that they they were very good about patching the game. They worked on the problems fairly quickly. So I think it's in a good place now, but it's just, you you know, you, you hit a grain-breaking bug and you just go, well, I'm not getting any further. I'll switch over to something else. Um, and um, I think Westerados double-barreled, which is Westerado double-barreled, which is another Adult Swim game. Which is a kind of like sixteen-bit sort of Western game. I don't know why I'm playing so many cowboy games at the moment. You just fucking love it. Um, got that Kid Rock song. Because like, even Steamworld Dig too could be considered a cowboy game. That's true. Very Western themed, actually. Um, and that's that's proven to be pretty fun. Um, sort of very, very lo-fi, but kind of kind of cool and interesting. So yeah, those are, those are the ones I'm going to be. Um, oh, and obviously try get. As close to 100% on SteamWorld Dig 2 as possible. you got to get it. I'll accept nothing less. Yeah. We will only talk on podcasts from now on. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of All the Small Games. Again, you can find us at facebook.com slash all the small games or at all the small game. Remember, lose the S on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, we are individually on Twitter and Instagram as uh, 16 Tacos for John. I'm at Levdog, L E V D A W G. Um, and I have a couple other podcasts you want to check out. Uh, hey Fam for gaming and movie and uh, TV show and comedy talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and Serious Issues for comic book talk. Mm-hmm. Um, John has a, uh, a zine that he just finished, a web comic. It will, yeah, it is done now. It's done now. It it's called done. The Tilted Page. You can find it at thetiltedpage.tumblr.com. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I asked earlier, please, if you could shoot us a little follow or like or 
a little five star review even if you yeah. enjoy the show um, that would make us very happy let us know if you've if you've played any of the games that we've talked about and what you thought about them and if, if there's a uh, you know an indie game that you reckon might be off our radar that you want to recommend or if, if, you've, if you've made one yeah hit us up um, all the small games at gmail.com cool thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.